0: Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it's always a special day, a really special day, when we have Sarah Riapel join us. Sarah. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I uh, saw something recently that called you Farmer Dave. I'm not sure what that's all about.
0: I, I, am, uh, I am actually one of Canada's legendary urban farmers. Nice. I have a, uh, I have a lovely lot in the backyard that I maintain beautifully. I, uh, I grow cherry trees, so I'm kind of a fruit farmer too. So it's quite, uh, it's quite something.
1: Well, good. I will stop by and pick some stuff up then.
0: I, I tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really relishing the, uh, the, the the cherries this year because uh, I see the prices in the store. And then I was out in the Okanagan a couple of weeks ago actually giving some of the, uh, the real farmers some, some tips on how I grow oh. my organic cherries. <laughs> and uh, they they said the yields this year are going to be fairly low, so you, you combine that with with inflation that we're going to talk about, and you're, you're seeing cherry prices in the grocery store that make my cherries uh, quite a value and uh, and the, and the kids like cherries so so Sarah we, we, uh, we, we always love it when you get here uh, because you you look at the world I, I, I think almost from the same perspective as as, as a typical investor. Mm-hmm. In that you're not looking at an individual stock or bond, you're not looking at even an individual fund. You're managing an entire portfolio, and so uh, you have to pay attention to really all markets all around the world to construct those portfolios. And and just uh, just so you know, uh, Sarah manages at RBC Global Asset Management all of the portfolio solutions, which I think total up to about 160 billion dollars now, or 180 billion, somewhere in that somewhere in that in that, range, in that yeah. area. So. It's, <laughs> It's 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 a lot of money to think about, uh, and so I, again, I really liked having this 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 broader kind of wider perspective is maybe a better better way through through a wider lens of of looking at the world. So I mentioned inflation when when I'm talking about cherries, but inflation is everywhere. The Fed's all over it. Uh, we've talked about this with uh, with other guests on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is there any signs that you're seeing right now that the efforts that they're taking in terms of really dramatically raising interest rates, and don't forget rates on, on the long end had, had already risen significantly, uh, is, is there any evidence that it's working and, and where do you think things go from here?
1: Yeah, so inflation is certainly top of mind. So both you know consumers and investors are really on edge as extremely high inflation has led to sort of a rapid rise in the cost of living and, as you mentioned, the aggressive um, central bank tightening. So price increases have been larger and lasted longer than most experts had predicted um, due to a bunch of reasons, uh, including supply chain challenges, uh, rapidly changing consumer demands post um, the pandemic lockdowns. The war in Ukraine and the impact on commodity prices from that and then lingering tailwinds from the massive monetary and fiscal stimulus that we um, had during the pandemic. So as you said, central banks are in a pretty tough position right now. They're, they need to tighten policy aggressively to rein in that problematically high inflation at the same time as the economy has actually already started to slow. So they're kind of in a, in a tough spot here. The combination of aggressive rate hikes, um, that commodity price shock that that I mentioned, and elevated inflation suggests that the risk of recession here is is probably higher than usual. So it's something that we really have to be cognizant of and and, um, so factor into our forecasts. Consensus estimates for growth um, continue to be ratcheted lower, and those for inflation continue to be revised higher. Um, and so our own forecasts are actually below consensus for growth and above consensus for inflation. So we're kind of ahead of the pack in terms of making those adjustments. Uh, we do think, however, that if a, a recession does come to pass, it will likely be not be as severe and as damaging as the ones following the global financial crisis and the COVID-19 pandemic. So, um, it, you know, it's, things are evolving rapidly. Um, inflation estimates look to be... Um, Peaking and sort of early signs that inflation may now be responding to to Fed and central bank actions, and so we're sort of um, watching things closely.
0: And 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 so the the the, the markets still pricing in uh, Fed funds rate peaking in around around where three and a half, four. What what do you think?
1: Uh, about three twenty five right now. Uh, so we're currently at about one seventy five, okay. and the and the markets pricing in Fed funds peaking around three twenty five by mid twenty twenty three.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I mean, just to highlight that a month ago, uh, that number was around 280, 2.8. Uh, then it shot up after the infl- the last inflation report in the U.S. to uh, almost four, right? Exactly. And, and,
1: and has settled down a little bit. And it, it's that last inflation print actually caused the, the Fed to raise interest rates by an unprecedented 75 basis points in mid June. And so that was something that, uh, you know, six months ago, nobody would have ever contemplated that the Fed would move uh, 50, let alone 75. And so they they are being very aggressive and doing what they, they think they need to do to bring that inflation uh, back to to levels that they're comfortable with. Um, But we just have to be aware that, you know, raising interest rates and and tightening is going to have an impact on growth. And so we're we're just sort of have to wait and see um, how inflation responds and what the impact on on growth metrics are going forward.
0: Okay, so all of this adds up to what's been a pretty challenging year for investors. For sure. Uh, You know, markets have been tough, both fixed income and equity You know, can you talk a little bit about what's led to the returns that we're that we're seeing in 2022 for investors?
1: Yeah, well, the the most difficult part is that um, so far this year is that both equity and fixed income markets have been selling off at the same time. Uh, So that's a rare phenomenon, but not one that was entirely unexpected given the unique environment that we were in and that, that we that was in place leading into 2022. So prior to the sell-off, valuations for, for both bonds and stocks were at extremes, supported by significant central bank asset purchases, uh, rock bottom interest rates, and, and low inflation. And as these tailwinds quickly became headwinds, uh, and the path to higher for short-term interest rates uh, started to look much steeper than previously expected, you know valuations in both stocks and bonds experienced a swift and harsh reset, as we've seen uh, so far this year. So the global stock index is down about 20% from its peak. Uh, bonds have endured the largest sell-off in 40 years, down double digits uh, so far this, this year alone. And that's a massive decline for, for, for a fixed income index and, and one that's, that's not typical. So while financial markets have endured significant pain so far this year, the overvaluation that existed in both the stock and bond markets before the sell-off has, has now been greatly reduced. So you know, with bonds in particular, we find it hard to believe that, that they'll continue to sell off. Off meaningfully from here, since we think that the aggressive rate hikes and high inflation are already largely priced into asset prices, and so we believe that bonds can, um, you know, take on that role as a ballast in a balanced portfolio, and that negative correlation between stocks and bonds can reassert itself going forward. And I can hear your dog barking in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> y- y- yes. Uh, my, my, uh, my, my dogs are very conservative investors. They're yes. always worried about what's going on in fixed income markets. They've, they've been feeling a little bit better lately because rates have, have backed off a little bit since that Fed uh, rate hike. But, but again, really challenging for, for you and all investors to get that portfolio positioned right right now. So, so how are you positioning your portfolios right now?
1: Yeah, so the macro backdrop is highly uncertain, um, and that's led to a larger than usual range of potential outcomes for for us to consider. Uh, With recession risk rising, we believed it was prudent to start reducing our equity weight in the portfolios, and so we have actually been reducing equities um, since the start of the year. Um, With this in mind, we made two asset mix changes in June. So um, the first one was to move 50 basis points out of cash and into bonds, as the US 10-year T-bond climbed above 3% uh, earlier in June. And then a little bit later, as yields rose even further, we moved 100 basis points out of stocks and into bonds. And so while we're still maintaining a slight overweight in stocks, because we want to recognize that the risk premium between stocks over over bonds is still favoring stocks at this time, we have um, brought our asset mix much closer to neutral than it has been um, at prior points in the cycle.
0: Yeah, and, and I think just to put in perspective, uh, in terms of portfolios that you manage, when you move a hundred basis points and fifty basis points, that's hundred and fifty basis points, or one and a half percent in total. We're talking about over two billion dollars that, that 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 you're moving. So this is not an insignificant move. So, uh, you you know, we 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 always ask you, you know, what you're saying to your dad right now. Your dad's uh, an, an avid investor and mm-hmm. and uh, and and tracks what you do. Uh, quite closely, and and he's always asking you uh, for advice, or I guess sometimes you're you're, you're talking him off the ledge yeah, uh, at, <laughs> at different points in time. But but what what are you sharing with him, or 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 maybe what 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 what's your general message for investors right now overall?
1: Yeah, well, I would say that market downturns are painful for everyone. Um, you know, advisors, investors, uh, our clients, you, me, uh, you know, they're they're always difficult to to work your way through. But sort of being aware of how your emotions can impact your investments and decisions during volatile periods is going to really help to avoid making poorly timed changes to your portfolios. Um, you know, it's it's sort of it's what you don't do uh, during periods of volatility um, that's going to make all of the difference. And 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 making changes to your investment plans um, from a position of strength is much better than doing it from a position of weakness
0: yeah and 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 that's 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 fantastic those those are fantastic uh words to live by from an investment perspective but we we were we were hosting an event together oh about a, a month back mm-hmm. and we were lamenting at the time that we were seeing investors because there, there's lots of data across the country that that shows you in you know with, with a little bit of a time lag but 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 accurate enough how investors are making decisions around their portfolio. And we're seeing a lot of investors lock money in, uh, to, to guaranteed, uh, guaranteed offerings. Mm -hmm. And there, there were a lot, there's still a lot of of money on the sidelines. And it was the same time that you and the portfolios, and, and this was because they were moving away from fixed income because of the pain that fixed income markets have caused in the first part of the year. And they're moving right at that point, and 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 I loved your comment uh, when, when we were chatting.
1: Yeah, that was the same time. So we are, um, as bond yields are rising, we are adding bonds to the portfolios um, at, at a time, as you said, when investors are actually retreating from bonds and putting money into sort of more cash-like instruments. And so it's interesting that our our investors are doing the opposite of what we're we're doing in the portfolios. So it's something that we should, that people should think about for sure.
0: Yeah, and and i mean i guess I guess we could say we uh, we, we always cheer for uh for, for for the investors, but history would say that the professionals have a, a you know a, a better track record than the than than the, than the broader investment audience
1: yeah for sure, and I think that's where that discussion about emotions come into play is that as professional investors we've learned to recognize um, our our emotions when we're investing and to make sure that we don't let them impact the decisions that we make. That's absolutely harder for individuals to do because they're talking about their own personal savings. Um, But so it's just a a message that I just keep trying to reinforce is to say, you have to make prudent investment decisions and try to take the motion out of it as best as as possible.
0: All right, Sarah. Well, uh, again, always always great uh, checking in with you. And uh, again, you're always so gracious with your time. I know how busy you are these (laughs) days because it is a tough market and you're steering a big ship. But, uh, but thanks for joining us again.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.